Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Good news, Alec Baldwin fans. They've restarted filming the movie Rust. Hopefully the lead actor does not murder anybody else on the set. Wow. I, they're, they're reviving it? I would have thought... Is that does, do we need that movie so bad that you go? Don't you just call that off? Say it's just bad, bad juju here. Let's just let's move on to a different project. Change the name of it and like you know have the same script. How or do they figure that, that s- people will be like morbidly curious? How are you going to go back to that same set and like everybody's in the same room in the same costumes? Where were we? <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of no. weird. Before yeah, you know, no the kidding. unfortunate thing happened. Where were we? We were about to. Weren't we about to do the scene where you... What uh, thing? What unfortunate thing? You remember when Alex slayed the cinematographer? Oh, right. Yeah, that was this movie. <laughs> oh, Come on. Are they counting on some sort of macabre curiosity about it, driving people to the theaters? I don't know. Wow. Wow. Where did you hear that Alec Baldwin insists on the set being really cold? Alex Baldwin. Our executive producer, Hanson, said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. He's, he's, he's a big old fat boy at this point. And, you know, so he probably gets a little warm. He's on the set. He's hot. He's probably getting hangry because he doesn't miss many meals and <laughs> I, decides I, to take it out on his poor crew members. Oh, geez. I feel like... Allegedly. The, I feel like the temperature of the set should take a backseat to whether or not he shoots people. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was just throwing it in, you know. Before I yeah, before I say before I say and action, yeah. just like to remind everybody, let's not shoot anybody. All right? Okay. Sure, no, is damn, sure is damn hot on this set. I asked him to make it cold. And Alec, are you even listening to me? Ah, oh, I don't know. It's so hot. I hate yeah, I to say the yeah. obvious, but has anybody checked the guns to make sure there aren't real bullets in there? So, uh, Michael, I'm thinking of a, a name for this feature. At to get the gong ready. Uh, hmm. Welcome to. Let's look at China. China today. The China cabinet. Oh, that's strong. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the China cabinet. With Armstrong and Getty. I have a potpourri, or a uh, Chinese buffet, if you will, of <laughs> stories about China. <laughs> Some of them more significant than others. Uh, Google is shut, shutting down its Google Translate service in China. I had not realized Google does practically nothing in China because of a fraught relationship with the Chinese market and the Chinese government. Okay. They pulled their search engine from China in 2010 because of strict government censorship online. Its other services, such as Google Maps and Gmail, are also effectively blocked by the Chinese government. Hmm. So, just again, I thought that was interesting. One of our biggest companies does nothing in the biggest uh, market yeah. in the world. Right. Listen to this, would you? China has developed a network of overseas, quote-unquote, police stations to conduct covert covert operations aimed at forcing Chinese nationals, mostly political dissidents, forcing them to return to China, according to a report by a human rights group. So they have their goons going hither and yon across the world, netting 230,000 Chinese nationals in the last uh, year, year and a half or so, who were persuaded to return to China as part of criminal investigations into fraud and computer crime. Yeah, I've read about this in the United States. They'll show up and say, hey, uh, you know, we were talking to your mom back home, and uh, she'd really like it if you, uh, if you went back to China. Yeah, your mom and dad are really worried that something terrible is going to happen to them if you don't come back to China. So uh, the report noted that police operations codenamed Fox Hunt included forced repatriations of 10,000 high-value people from 120 different countries by the end of 2021, and it's grown from there. Uh, presence of PRC police in nations across Europe and the rest of the world is increasingly alarming, according to uh, a guy who's a former Pacific Fleet Intelligence Chief for our Navy. Quote, the notion that nation states can police their populations without the assistance of the people's armed police is not only an attack on the sovereignty of these nations, but is a reminder that the Chinese Communist Party continues on their path of global domination. And there are quotes from a bunch of people in a bunch of countries saying this is outrageous and can't continue. So yeah. we'll see if it does. Don't trust Here's China. No, don't trust I don't. China. I don't. Washington Times with the story. China used double-crossing companies to steal U.S. national security research. Here's how this works. The federal government, our federal government, invests heavily in research, but it's China that gets more out of it, according to a Defense Department study of its own spending that's getting some attention on Capitol Hill, but practically none in the mainstream media. And I don't get it. Here's, and some of this is allegedly leaked, some of it's public, 
But China finds companies that are receiving federal research funding and recruits those firms to work for institutions associated with its military operations. The American company then dissolves, and whatever has been developed with the U.S. funds is transferred to a subsidiary in China. And Joni Ernst was blasting these double-crossing companies because China comes to him and says, Hey, I want you to dissolve your company. Here's $50 million. We're buying you out. And the owners of the company say, holy crap, and they take the money. And China ends up with all the technology. In one instance, she said, a research team was working on four grants to develop drone and spacecraft technology. It was recruited by the Chinese government and now works for institutions affiliated, quote, with the communist regime's defense agency. And uh, she says, folks, no matter how much of your money Washington spends to win the global tech race, we'll never win by surrendering American-made innovation and subsidizing our adversaries. Absolutely true. And on that note, speaking of Congress and China, I hadn't realized this was still going on. Dozens of House Republicans told the Biden administration they fear a Chinese company's purchase of that farmland near the military base, Grand Forks Air Force Base in North Dakota, will imperil national security. That hasn't been settled yet. They're still, I guess, assuming we're going to sell a tremendous tract of land right out of right outside of one of our top secret Air Force bases to a Chinese concern. And I got to believe in the halls of Beijing, they're like, they haven't quashed that deal yet. Right. How stupid are these people? Yeah. Yeah. It uh, it's they do have to wonder that they're going to let us buy a bunch of land right next to their military base. All right. I mean, that's why you ask. You, you don't get the date if you don't ask the girl. You might as well ask. Apparently, the crazy United States is going to say yes. Yeah, well, I guess a letter signed by 50 Republicans, House Republicans. Well, it's not only Republicans, I don't think. Uh, was sent to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. But that has not been quashed yet. And other folks are worried that foreign companies have too big a stake in U.S. agricultural land. And, you know, they could you know, use it to control us. But uh, final China story, according to a top Taiwanese official, uh, he warned that under, uh, China under President Xi Jinping is embracing an extreme form of closed-door nationalism and totalitarianism that threatens the future of Taiwan, the U.S., and all other democracies. Bold talk and absolutely correct. China is undermining key elements of the international rules-based order. China has flexed its military and economic might to coerce and intimidate its neighbors. And we have witnessed disturbing behavior in the East China Sea and the South China Sea, and most recently provocations across the Taiwan Strait. So they are not soft-pedaling their concern in Taiwan. And that was our fine China. What do you think? Of that? I thought it was the China cabinet. I no, both. I like the China cabinet because like that kind cabinet. of it, that implies that there, you know, it holds multiple things. I like that. Very clever. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Um, the Wall Street Journal is asking this question: as the Supreme Court is taking up this case, which could be a big one. How does discriminating against a Chinese or Indian applicant today, because of what whites did to blacks in the past, amount to racial justice? Which is the question before the Supreme Court, I guess. Oh, and you know, I'd meant to bring this up. My little brother uh, hit me to this. The Onion, the great satirical website, The Onion, what do you do? Submit an amicus brief to a Supreme Court case that is both hilarious and really powerful. We ought to oh, talk I about s- that later. I saw that, so it's kind of for real? 
Oh, it's absolutely for real. But because it's a case about parody, they have all sorts of parody in their amicus brief. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I do want to hear that. Among other it's things. incredibly clever. On the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. The most... uh, (laughs) The, see, his last name is Judge. They go with a lot of legal puns. How many is enough? Exactly. Uh, the most interesting thing to me about uh, Aaron Judge uh, breaking that record is that, like, nobody, I, I haven't heard a single person say, he's still a dozen short of the real record, though, set by Barry Bonds. I haven't heard anybody no. say that. Not no, one human. I don't think Barry would say that himself. You know, he probably wouldn't, actually. Because we all know at this point is he was the best hitter in baseball, watching all these people break his records and thinking, all right, I guess if I guess I'll join you. Yeah. Yeah, he was a terrific hitter, but he wasn't a terrific, gigantic hitter until he got all swole. Right. <clears throat> well, it's it's a shame because that's put a weird taint on uh, Aaron Judge, who's a, who's a wonderful ball player. But anyway. And there seems are more to have done it things to, to discuss certainly. And seems to have done it natural with probably regular sized testicles. Right, right. Well, at least regular. I mean, he's a giant man. I'm not going any further. I confess that. to having no personal knowledge. I'm speculating, and you know what? That's irresponsible. I apologize. <laughs> so, uh, Wall Street Journal with an article today about the big Supreme Court case. Uh, one of the biggest that is going to be of this entire session on the whether or not we continue with the race-based ad, uh, admissions in our colleges, which has been going on for freaking ever. And uh, the uh, phrase that stands out to me from this article, as I said earlier, is how does discriminating against a Chinese or Indian applicant today because of what whites did to blacks in the past amount to racial justice? Like any public policy, says the Wall Street Journal editorial board, affirmative action involves trade-offs, but supporters are ignoring that reality because good intentions are what matter most to them. Nevertheless, after 50 years of racial preferences in higher education, we have plenty of empirical evidence that these policies have done more harm than good to the intended beneficiaries, even if the media shows little interest in reporting it. Mm. And they go back through the uh, number of uh, uh, black people, black poor people that were getting into college because of this back in the day. Um, black poverty rate fell by 40 percentage point between 1940 and 1960. During the 1960s, median black household income doubled. Nevertheless, affirmative action continues to receive credit for black progress that predates it. And it continues to be promoted by people who put politics and ideology above principle. Um, and then they uh, break down statistics that would that are very hard to make any argument statistically that it has done the black community any good. While uh, on the other end of it, it has kept out 
you know, well, the current case is about lots of Asian kids not getting into college who are deserving of it. Mm-hmm. And everybody, uh, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but all my favorite legal pundits, even the ones that are on, you know, left-leaning networks, seem to think that the Supreme Court, I guess because of the way it's currently made up, is going to say, all right, that's enough of that. We're going to end this. Yeah, that's what I've heard uh, speculated as well. Uh, California voters approved a ballot initiative in 1996 that banned the use of race in college admission, and the results are instructive. Black and Hispanic enrollment at the University of California system's most selective schools, UCLA and UC Berkeley, initially fell, as you might expect would happen, with racial preferences no longer in place. But throughout the UC system, overall enrollment grew. More important, the number of black and Hispanic graduates increased by more than 50% as more students attended schools that better matched their academic preparation. Right. That has long been, uh, you know, one of the arguments is that you get people, it doesn't matter your race, you get people into school that aren't ready for that school. Yeah, and that's never discussed. And the idea that, okay, you take somebody who couldn't possibly qualify for a UC school and put them there. The only reason they didn't qualify is because of racism. So now their lives are better. Listen, I'm a reasonably bright guy. I couldn't have qualified for a lot of the top schools in the country or the top schools in California. I certainly Um, wouldn't have. Well, and so I don't feel oppressed by that. And if you'd thrown me into some elite math program in Stanford, I would have washed out within six weeks. So it's it's a cruelty in a way. We've had 50 years of racial preferences in higher education. 50 years. That's a long experiment. And there's quite a bit of data out there. And it doesn't point toward it working. Well, and and to me, again, it's it's not kind. It's cruel to put the emphasis on moving the finish line as opposed to uh, school choice, interceding when the kids are little, when they're reading. Is there a love of learning in their family? Are they being supported? If not, what can the schools do? We've got to don't move the finish line. Improve the athlete or the student if you really care. And how does this conversation never end up with, why are Asian kids and kids from India doing so much better than everybody else? How come the conversation never goes there? Right. Or Jewish kids. Right. For instance. You know, it, it's obvious. And it's so flimsy intellectually that uh, the progressive types will talk, uh, will prattle on and on and on about people's culture and how you can't have cultural appropriation. White women shouldn't wear their heads and hair in braids or whatever. Um, But you can't discuss differing attitudes and different cultures when it comes to valuing education. I mean, that, that may be the greatest determinant in a child's success. How does their family feel about education? But that's a completely taboo topic. You're not serious. You're not being serious about helping those beautiful young black boys and black girls. You're not being serious. Back to Aaron Judge hitting that home run. Did you see uh, the people that caught the ball? I did not, sir. Some good-looking guy and his super hot wife, and they've got like an Instagram page or whatever, and they immediately had pictures out with them looking hot and posing with the ball and stuff like that. Everybody's got an angle. A social media angle on everything in the modern world, and it just disgusts me. Ugh, Nobody enjoyed them catching that ball and 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 being able to do that. Nobody. You wanted yeah. it to be like a ten-year-old kid or an, a fat guy with his hat on backwards. You know, that's what you wanted it to be. Coming up, one of the funniest chapters 
in the history of the Supreme Court. Stay with us. Armstrong. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The most advanced aircraft carrier we've ever built, which makes it the most advanced aircraft carrier on planet Earth, just deployed for the first time and is headed to train with other NATO countries with its eyes on Russia. So Mm. good luck Mm. with that, Mm. Putin, if you decide to jump ugly. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of the Navy, a couple of things. Number one, uh, did you see that uh, sailor was acquitted of starting the fire on that ship uh, that was uh, moored in San Diego? No. Yeah, he was, uh, as it turns out, the case against him was quite thin, really wobbly, and uh, and the military judge uh, acquitted him, all charges. Did they need a scapegoat? Is that how it started? Well, maybe. Um, and there was another suspect that they ignored completely, and again, I, I had not heard how thin the evidence was against this guy, but um, he was pissed off. He didn't like being in the Navy, but he swears up and down he didn't set any fires. Um, and the judge agreed. So anyway, or at least like. didn't you find him guilty. The seven seas. It puts your mind at ease. Well, he uh, wanted to be a Navy SEAL and ended up swabbing the deck. So it was a tad resentful, uh, allegedly. Actually, no, he says that himself. So, yeah, that's clearly true. Uh, second note from the United States Navy. I got uh, a text from my brother, who is uh, an active duty officer in the said uh, organization. Uh, and he said to me, he says, uh, where is it? Uh, dun, dun, dun. Not that you need more to talk about, but did you see the Onion's amicus brief to the Supreme Court? 23 pages of legal hilarity. Hmm. And uh, so I went uh, a hunting, and I agree with them completely. It is hilarious, um, and it's an actual amicus brief filed in an incredibly compelling case. So I thought I'd tell you a little bit about the brief and the case and then read some more of the brief to you because it's funny as hell. Um on Monday, uh, The Onion filed an amicus brief in the U.S. Supreme Court in support of an Ohio man who faced criminal charges over a Facebook page that was parodying his local police department. Anthony Novak, who is an aspiring comic in a suburb of Cleveland, was arrested and briefly jailed after creating a fake social media page in 2016 styled after the Parma, Ohio Police Department's Facebook page. His lawyers argue it was an obvious parody, and he was acquitted at trial. So, um, so, so yeah. was the, the the accusation that he was like trying to impersonate the police department and doing yeah, damage to society? Or? Yeah, essentially. But there's one more legal step. So Novak subsequently filed a civil lawsuit alleging his constitutional rights were violated, um, though that was dismissed after a federal appeals court granted the police officers qualified immunity. Hmm. That legal doctrine that protects government officials from being sued for allegedly violating civil rights. Said the appellate judge, there's no recognized right to be free from a retaliatory arrest that's supported by probable cause. So Novak, the uh, the guy, in the, the comedian dude, is petitioning the Supreme Court to take up his case. Um, and the legal brief, despite the humor, is not a joke. The publication's aim is to get the Supreme Court to scrutinize qualified immunity and free speech rights. Uh, the, uh, the onion, they say, cannot stand by idly in the face of a ruling that threatens to disembowel a form of rhetoric that has existed for millennia, that is particularly potent in the realm of political debate, and that purely incidentally forms the basis of the onion's writer's paychecks. Um, they point out that this guy was arrested purely for speech. And then when they arrested him and retaliated against him by putting him in jail on a groundless charge, you can't go to qualified immunity for that. Or Mm. that makes a mockery, no pun intended, of the First Amendment. But so, like, if I make a a fake local police Facebook page that looks a lot like the real Facebook page for the police, I think it's funny but other people don't think it's funny. It just, it's just, I just thought it was the police page. I don't get your jokes. It's too dry. I mean, mm-hmm. so is that 
am I am I causing harm to society by having a fake public works page? Is this doctrine the Jack Armstrong? Is it funny enough text? Well, we're uh, right. Test? That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's, so, one does it come down to that? Is it obviously enough an attempt to humor? Right. Or are you just trying question. to mislead people? So, well, yeah, that depends. Um, certainly the defense of this comedian was that it was intended to be obviously a parody and ridiculous. It was right. not, I was not trying to get people to call me to report crimes or anything like that. One more thing from The Onion that I thought was significant. Um, it also highlights what The Onion suggests are shortcomings in the legal system when it comes to protecting those who use comedy to question people in positions of authority. Quote, The Onion regularly pokes its finger in the eyes of repressive and authoritarian regimes, such as the Islamic Republic of Iran, the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea and domestic presidential administrations. So the Onion's professional parodists were less than enthralled to be confronted with a legal ruling that fails to hold government actors accountable for jailing and prosecuting a would-be humorist simply for making fun of them. And uh, for obvious reasons, well, the principled reasons and... Uh, the fact that we do what we do in the way that we do it. I am hardcore enthusiastic about this case, and I hope the Supreme Court takes it. I want to read you some of the, okay. uh, uh, some of the friend of the court brief from the onion after a quick word from our friends at, uh, Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Uh, Judy and I are big fans. You know, I just grabbed on my way out the door, um, to do the show this morning, a bunch of stuff we've eaten recently. Smoky brown sugar chicken salad. Here's another chicken dish, Italian chicken I over that lemon right spaghetti. Thai shrimp with candied peanuts. I'd eat that right now. White cheddar wonder burgers with Old Bay fries, caramelized onions, and special sauce. All of those things I would eat right now. With more than 35 weekly recipes to choose from and the ingredients delivered right to your home, HelloFresh helps spice up the cooking routine with fewer trips to the store. Also saves money. HelloFresh is actually 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. And the best part, it ends the, what do you want to have? I don't know. What do you want to have? What do we have? I don't know. What do you want? And then the kids reject it. No, it's delicious, and it's fresh. Hello, fresh. It's actually uh, less expensive, Jack points out, and you can sign up today for 65% off plus free shipping with code ARMSTRONG65 at HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONG65. It's all fantastically delicious. Did we mention that? Uh, Let's see. HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONG65. One more time, in case you're hardly paying attention. HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong65. So here's your uh, friend of the court brief from The Onion. Part of it. It's 23 pages. But here's the opening. The Onion is the world's leading news publication. Oh, I should point out that they decided... <laughs> I'm already laughing. ...to make their, their, their friend of the court brief in a case about parody both deadly serious and a parody at once to illustrate the power of parody. And how it's used, and I I think it's a wonderful idea. Anyway, The Onion is the world's leading news publication, offering highly acclaimed, universally revered coverage of breaking national, international, and local news events. Rising from its humble beginnings as a print newspaper in 1756, The Onion now enjoys a daily readership of 4.3 trillion and has grown into the single most powerful and influential organization in human history. (laughs) 
In addition to maintaining a towering standard of excellence to which the rest of the industry aspires, The Onion supports more than 350,000 full and part-time journalism jobs in its numerous news bureaus and manual labor camps stationed around the world. And members of its editorial board have served with distinction in an advisory capacity for such nations as China, Syria, Somalia, and the former Soviet Union. On top of its journalistic pursuits, The Onion also owns and operates the majority of the world's transoceanic shipping lanes, stands on the nation's leading edge on matters of deforestation and strip mining, and proudly conducts tests on millions of animals daily. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it goes on like this for 23 pages. But then the introduction and summary of argument. Americans can be put in in jail for poking fun at the government? This was a surprise to America's finest news source and an uncomfortable learning experience for its editorial team. Indeed, quote, Ohio police officers arrest and prosecute a man who made fun of them on Facebook might sound like a headline ripped from the front pages of The Onion, albeit one that's considerably less amusing because its subjects are real. So when The Onion learned about the Sixth Circuit's ruling in this case, it became justifiably concerned. First, obvious. The Onion's business model was threatened. This was only the latest occasion on which the absurdity of actual events managed to eclipse what the Onion staff could make up. Much more of this in the front page of the Onion would be indistinguishable from the New York Times. Well, we're getting close. Uh, second, the Onion regularly pokes its finger in the eyes of repressive and authoritarian regimes, which we shared with you earlier. Uh, third, the Sixth Court's ruling imperils an ancient form of discourse. The Court's decision, decision suggests that parodists are in the clear only if they pop the balloon in advance by warning their audience that their parody is not true. But some forms of comedy don't work unless the comedian is able to tell the joke with a straight face. Parody is the quintessential example. Parodists intentionally inhabit the rhetorical form of their target in order to exaggerate or implode it, and by doing so, demonstrate the target's illogic or absurdity. Put simply, for parody to work, it has to plausibly mimic the original. The Sixth Circuit's decision in this case would condition the First Amendment's protection for parody upon a requirement that parodists explicitly say up front that their work is nothing more than an elaborate fiction, but that would strip parody of the very thing that makes it function. Sure. I get that, and I agree with them, and I lean way toward free speech. I just wonder how it would work. Like, if I put out a uh, a fake police website, again, to use that example, um, mm-hmm. it looks just like the real one, and, and, my, and my thing is, uh, you know, all the homeless people uh, now have uh, airborne monkeypox and are spreading it around. And if and, and for some reason I think that that's funny or making a good political point or something like that, but people take it seriously and, and panic. So... How do you, how do you and it's not very funny. So how do you determine between something that's parody or just misleading people? Well, because and this is the key distinction, you will be held responsible for the effects your words have had, as opposed to jailed for uttering them. But so if people do panic, like War of the Worlds, you know the old. Uh, Orson Welles radio show. Yeah, for if, instance, if, sure. If people do panic, then it's on me. My joke wasn't good enough. I think it should just be whether or not Clarence Thomas laughs. If he laughs, it's parody. If he doesn't laugh, I was too serious. Well, at the heart of the case is the fact that this guy was jailed because the cops were right. pissed off right. at him, even yeah. though what he did was purely speech. Nobody said a bunch of people got shot or, uh, or you know, somebody was beaten to death because uh, people were afraid of burglars or whatever. There was no so, negative effect. Okay, but so what you're telling me is there's so, there is some limit on parody. Like, it's got to be, it, it can't be close enough to the truth that it does harm or... 
Well, no, it, it, no, of course it can be, unless it causes harm. And then you may be held accountable for the harm, depending on your intent, the reasonableness of, of the people involved, etc. You can't jail somebody for saying, hey, that could cause problems, you say in that. I mean, that's a disgusting uh, violation of First Amendment rights. And the fact that uh, the conditional immunity was invoked, that no, you can't sue us for doing that. Bull crap. I'm surprised this doesn't come up more often. Now, in England, you can't you can't uh, parody like the royal family at all, right? Which is repressive and idiotic. Yeah. It is idiotic. Yeah. They so just have I a hope, blanket rule that you can't do it. Yeah, I hope this uh, case gets to the Supreme Court, and I hope they decide in his favor. That's, this is a disgusting abuse of power. So are the whole 23 pages of that uh, brief like that? Uh, Going back and forth between, like, really silly... And pretty serious? Yeah. I mean, they get into their argument, having just, uh, we've read the, their introduction. Argument. One, parody functions by tricking people into thinking that it is real. Two, Stultus S. You, you are dumb. These three Latin words have been the Onion's motto and guiding light since it was founded in 1988 as America's finest news source, lending, leading its writers toward the paper's singular purpose of pointing out that its readers are deeply gullible people. Uh, the Onion's motto is central to this brief for two important reasons. First, it's Latin. And the Onion knows that the federal judiciary is staffed entirely by total Latin dorks. They quote catalysts in the original Latin in chambers. They sweetly whisper, stare decisis, stare decisis into their spouse's ears. They mutter cui bono under their breath while picking up after their neighbor's dogs. So the Onion knew that unless it pointed to a suitably Latin rallying cry, its brief would be operating far outside the cart's vernacular. The second reason, perhaps mildly more important, is that the phrase, you are dumb, captures the very heart of parody, tricking readers into believing that they're seeing some serious rendering of some specific form, a pop song lyric, a newspaper article, a police beat, then allowing them to laugh at their own gullibility when they realize that they've fallen victim to one of the oldest tricks in the history of rhetoric. And on it goes. I like it's them claiming... It's really a great read. And oh. we'll have the link to the entire thing at armstrongandgetty.com. I like them claiming that they control the majority of transoceanic shipping lanes. Uh, more on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was announced that the world's largest indoor go-kart track will open in New Jersey later this year. will include four passing lanes, but since it's in Jersey, there will always be a kid in the left lane going 15 miles per hour. <laughs> we have one writer who lives in Secaucus. <laughs> We're going to do what we always do. Take his word for it. <laughs> I think that should be a capital punishment. Oh, yeah, that's fine with me. Driving too slow in the left lane. I mean, there will be a brief sham trial, of course. I don't care if you drive slow. Fine. But do it in the right lane. There's signs like every 25 feet. Slower traffic, keep right. (laughs) Who the F do you think that refers to? Sorry. Um, So each individual (laughs) U.S. Senate race is a very big deal. Not so much about legislation. I mean, uh, Joe Biden was able to get through all these trillion-dollar packages because he has the presidency, the House, and the Senate. And um, the uh, the presidency is going to stay in the same hands. So even if the Republicans took both the House and the Senate, Joe Biden could veto anything. Huge. Well, the uh, same party, not necessarily the same shaky hands. But go on. I see your point. Uh, right. And... Um, uh, the Republicans are most likely to take the House. The reason this most likely is going to play a huge role is it's a 50-50 Senate right now. Each individual race could swing the balance one way or the other, and it's the Senate's sole duty to approve or not justices. So that's a huge deal. Hmm. Um, if there were to be another Supreme Court justice opening or, you know, the, the, the lower-level courts, which are also very, very important at the federal level. Anyway. Um, so one of the races that kind of exploded yesterday was the Herschel Walker story down in Georgia, where he is the Republican candidate, former football star, Heisman Trophy winner, blah, blah, blah. And the story that came out yesterday is that he once um, paid a woman with his own money to have an abortion back in 2009. Herschel Walker is a guy who says abortion should be illegal without exception of any kind, which is a minority position by a lot. There aren't that many people that are... That hardcore on that, I think it's 8%, according to Gallup, that fall into that category hmm. um, around abortion. 
Anyway, that story's a he said, she said. She said that happened. He says it didn't. I don't have any idea. The other part of the scandal that came out yesterday is his own son put out a video. And uh, when I heard about it originally, I thought, okay, his son is a is a you know a lefty activist, and maybe this is true, maybe it's not. But no, his son is a apparently fairly well known conservative activist in uh, in like YouTube videos and that sort of stuff. And here's a little bit of what Herschel Walker's own son put out yesterday. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values, people. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? That's a, that's a tough one. That's an indictment. So that kind of stuff doesn't make you probably vote for the other guy for most people, but it could suppress the vote, don't you think? Yeah, it cools your enthusiasm. What, what was it Dana Lash said? I don't care if he got some skank in abortion. I just want control of the Senate. Okay, well, that's some practical talk there. Oh, but again, in terms of enthusiasm, of support, which matters, especially in an off-year election. Um, yeah, this this could be big-ish. Boy, can we get a decent candidate running in Georgia, please, for the Republicans? Not the, the, the Purdue or that, that woman who ran and was hapless or Herschel Walker. Just some nice, I don't know, some guy who did a good job running some city for a, for a few years or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, you can grab it in podcast form. Just look for Armstrong and Getty On Demand, for instance, Hour 4, in which we're going to talk to Chris Steyerwald. You might remember him from Fox back in the day. He's got a great book out about polarization in the media and that sort of stuff we're going to talk about. In Hour 4, when you look for the Armstrong and Getty podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io. For current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.